have reached Nicobola's mobile phone. Leave a message after the tone. Hey, oh, <laughs> Nicobolas, this is James from MTG Oathbreaker. I just got moved up into this position after uh, Tezzeret disappeared. So I'm going to be letting you know like what to watch out for an Oathbreaker while you're fighting the other uh, Planeswalkers. Okay, alright, so, Corset and 20 came out recently, and they got five new Planeswalker decks. We've got a Johnny, Inspiring Leader, Mu Yanling, Celestial Wind, never seen her before, Soren, the Vampire Lord, Chandra, Flames, Fury, and Vivian, Nature's Avenger. So I'm going to go through the cards and say, like, whether these are, will be threatening to you or not. So, for... Uh, a Johnny Inspiring Leader's deck got Daybreak Chaplain, so 1 3 Lifelinker, Convert Man Cast 2, so nothing to worry about. Fencing Ace for 1 and a white, to 1 1 Double Striker. Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. If it had like Vigilance or something, that would be scary. But an ass. And then Imprisoned Orator, 1 and a white for a 2 2 Human Cleric. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you gain 1 life. This could see uh, some play in like humans or soldiers deck people who play light who want to summon a ton of tokens they'll get lots of life and that's no good and so maybe watch out for imprisoned in impassioned orator my bad uh, savannah sage one in a white for a two two cleric when it enters the battlefield you gain two life that's just, that's the lame little bear. It's not going to have any impact on Oathbreaker. The Angel of Vitality. Two and white for a 2-2 Angel with flying. If you would gain life, you gain that much life. Plus another life, which is kind of crappy ability. And then it gets plus 2, plus 2, as long as you have 25 or more life. Now, that's very interesting because it might get play, especially if it's like the new the new Sarah Planeswalker. She'll be in that deck, probably. Uh, but other than that, I don't think... She doesn't see much play because she doesn't gain life on her own. She only has abilities if your deck is already doing that. Well, if the opponent's deck is already doing that, you won't do that. But uh, uh, Twin Blade Paladin, 3 and a white for a 3-3 three, three Human Knight. Whenever you gain life, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on Twin Blade Paladin. So as long as you have 25 or more life, it has double strike. That might be something to worry about because it'll get huge. But then you could just always take it out with the no normal removal. It's probably not going to be that bad. Except the double strike when it's attacking, it'll can't be stopped. But I don't have trample or anything, so that's totally fine. Dawning Angel 4 and a white. Or a 3-2 Flying Angel, when it enters the battlefield, you gain 4 life. It's so garbage, I don't think it's going to see play anywhere. And there's also a Goldmane Griffin, 3-2 and two White for a 3-2 Griffin creature, Flying and Vigilance. Now this might probably see play. When it enters the battlefield, search your library and graveyard for a card named a Johnny Inspiring Leader. Reveal and put into your hand, then shuffle your library. So this is probably going to get play because it's going to fetch out a Johnny and it's a 3-2 Flying Vigilance. That's pretty strong, except it costs 5 mana, so people might be like, oh, too, too expensive, so you might see it, you might not. And Loxodon Life Chanter, 5 and a white for 4-6 
elephant cleric when it enters a battlefield, you may have your life total become the total toughness of creatures you control. Oh, so if you have like a like three zombies out, all your zombies are two two, then you can have your life total become six or something. And then you can pay five and a white to get it gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is your life total. And that's kind of weird. I don't think this is gonna see a lot of play. That's very weird though. That might get to see more play in Commander, but there's more stuff to do with it, so you don't have to worry about that bullet. And then here we have Sarah's Guardian. Four and two eight. Six converted mana cost for a five five flying angel with vigilance. And then other creatures you control have vigilance. This one I'm pretty sure is gonna see play because it'll give allow your opponents to attack and still be able to block for the next rotation, protecting them while still maintaining the offense. And because it's a flyer, then it's automatically a lot better. Okay, now, a Johnny the Inspiring Leader 4 and 2 white. He's converted mana cost of 6. A Johnny comes in. He starts off with 5 loyalty. His plus 2 is you gain 2 life. Put 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on up to 1 target creature. So you gain... He gains 2 life. And then he beefs up a creature by 2. That's not too good. But if it goes on, like, a trampler or somebody on a flyer, then that's going to be kind of scary. And then the life gain can rack up if... <sighs> Sorry. Too many turns go by where he is not dealt with. And minus three is exile target creature. Its controller gains two life. That <laughs> That's no good. I don't think it's going to see that ability is going to be used at all. And then it is minus ten. As creatures you control gain flying and double strike until end of turn. Now that can really end the game right then and there, so you might want to watch out for that one. That's a real threat. You know. Okay, so other spells. Moment of heroism. One and a white for an instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two, and lifelink until end of turn, which I think is kind of lame. Too costly for a combat trick in multiplayer. Okay, and then pacifism, one and a white enchant creature can't attack or block. Not very good. Oh, and that's all the Ajani ones. Okay, Moo, Boo, Yonling, Celestial Wind. Let's look at the first one. The Spectral Sailor is one blue for a 1 1 with flash and flying. And then you can pay three and a blue to draw a card. I think this guy makes a pretty decent jump. The flash has doesn't, it matters not, but the flying allows it to fly over your guys and deal damage directly to you or your planeswalker whatever you're using with you and that's kind of scary <clears throat> so maybe watch out for those and brine born cutthroat a one and a blue for a two one merfolk pirate with flash why is there so much flash whenever you cast a spell during an opponent's turn put a plus one plus one counter on brine throat brine born cutthroat yeah this is a weird ability so I don't think it's going to see much play. And then a Waterkin Shaman. One and a blue for a two-power, one toughness, elemental shaman. Whenever a creature with flying enters a battlefield under your control, it gets plus one, plus one to end of turn. It's kind of a weird ETB. It's probably not going to be very good. No breaker, so. Cloudskin Seer. Two and a blue for a two-power, one-toughness flyer. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. It's way too costly and way too weak, so it's probably not going to see any play at all. And then Frost Lengths. Two and a blue for a two-power, two-toughness elemental kitty cat. 
When it enters the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent controls that creature. Don't untap during its controller's next untap step. Yeah, it's not a powerful enough ability, so probably not going to get used. And then next we have Warden of Vivos Isle. Two and a blue for a two power, two toughness. Bird Wizard. So it has flying, and then creature spells with flying cost one less to cast. So that's weird. I don't think it's going to see much play because it's like, oh, it's Birdie Ramp. Well, flying ramp, <laughs> which is pretty particular, so I don't think it's going to see much play. And then for, for Celestial Messenger, two and a blue and a blue, three power, two toughness with flash and flying. It gets plus one, plus one as long as you control Yonling. Yeah, Mu Yonling. Okay. And after that, uh, where was I? Celestial Messenger, that's what it was. Dungeon Geist, two, and two blue converted mana cost of four. This three power, three toughness flyer. When it enters the battlefield, tap target creature and opponent controls. That creature doesn't untap during that control is untapped for as long as you control Dungeon Geist. That's too singular, so it's not going to be powerful enough. But if you did this to an opponent that had a flying creature, this guy's got flying. They're down a flying blocker, and you're up a flying blocker. And flying is so much better in Oathbreaker because they go straight over the tokens. I think I already said that. My bad. And then Air Elemental is next. Four power, four toughness, for three and two blue for a flyer. So it's probably not going to see anything. It's too vanilla. And then Yonling's Harbinger. Three and a blue and a blue for a creature bird. What is this flying? Two power, four toughness. When it enters the battlefield, you search for Yonling, put it into your hand, blah, blah, blah. Same thing. And Riddle Master Sphinx. Oh, it's not loading. <laughs> so, Mu Yonling, Celestial Wind. Four and two blue for five loyalty. Plus one her until your next turn. Up to one target creature gets negative five power and nothing happens to the toughness. So it basically takes somebody out of combat for a full turn, which is interesting. It doesn't really help you. It defends you, I guess. Whatever. It's not that powerful. I don't think people would like it too much. And then the minus three return up to two target creatures to their owner's hands. Now that is a little scary. Get rid of fellas real easily. So <laughs> that's something to watch out for to get keep your guys on the battlefield. And then minus seven creatures you control with flying get plus five, plus five until end of turn, and that can end games. There's enough little like flyer tokens. You know that's scary. I'm clicking on Riddle Master Sphinx to see if uh it's not <laughs> Yeah, it's loading it's it's not letting me see the card. Too bad. Okay. So, and then there's some unsummon blue instant return to creature to its owner's hands and winged words, which, hold on here. Uh, this spell costs one less to cast if you control a creature with flying, and it says draw two cards. So it's basically a divination, but if you control a flyer, then it costs the same as charter course two. Okay, and that's all for the blue person. Pretty lame, if you ask me. Soren, Vampire Lord, let's see. Vampire of the Dire Moon, one black for one one death touch life linker. That makes a really interesting chump blocker, so people might want to play Vampire of the Dire Moon. Blood Burglar, one and a blue for a two two as long as it's your turn. It's got life link, that's way not powerful enough. 
Even if it just had ordinary lifelink, it still wouldn't be good enough. Yeah, Vampire Opportunist. One and a black for a two power, one toughness. Pay six and a black. So pay seven, basically. Each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. That's not very good. So next is Bloodthirsty Aerialist. Vampire Rogue. One, a black, and a black for a two power, three toughness flyer. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on Bloodthirsty Aerialist. I don't think that's powerful enough for anybody to really want it, unless they're going for that whole kind of gain a little life here, gain a little life there kind of thing. Then it might be good, especially because as flying, I just fly of the opponent's tokens, and it gets huge with a plus one, plus one counter. So this one might actually see play for black and white decks. And then this is Savage Gorger 1, black, black for a 1-1 one, one flyer at the beginning of your end step. If an opponent lost life, put a plus one, plus one counter on Savage Gorger. Hmm, I don't think this is that strong because it comes out on turn 3, and then it takes up to 2 more turns for it to finally become like a, a mana payoff. Then becomes a 3-3 three, three again. If said at the beginning of the end step, if an opponent lost life, then that would be really good, because then it would do it everybody else's turn, at the end of everybody's turn, but it's not, so I don't think it's that good. And then next is Dread Presence, three and a black for a nightmare creature. Three power, three toughness. Whenever a swamp enters the battlefield under your control, choose to do one of the following. The first option is you draw a card and lose a life, or... Red Presence deals 2 damage to any target, and you gain 2 life. This might be really interesting, because if you have this late in the mid-game, then every <laughs> swamp that enters then can take 2 damage away from another Planeswalker, and then give you 2 life. So, I think people might like him. I personally don't think he's powerful enough to be like, hey, scary. But, you know, he's has some ability, and he has card draw too, so... You draw a card, you lose life when you put down a swamp. That's interesting. And anyways, Thirsting Bloodlord, two and two black convert mana cost of four. He's a three power, three toughness. Other vampires get plus one power, plus one toughness. I think this will be really strong for Soren Lord of Innistrad because he creates all the little 1-1 one -one vampires. This guy, Thirsting Bloodlord, will go into that most definitely to pump everybody up, just like Captivating Vampire. So maybe watch out for that dude, take him out on sight, <laughs> and then Soren's Guide, 3 and 2 black, 4, 4 power, 2 toughness vampire. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for Soren's, put it in the hand, whatever, blah blah blah, you know the thing. And then Grave Walker, oh there's a bug in my room, get away bug. Uh... Yeah, Gravewalker, 4 and 2 black for 5 power fly, 5 toughness, bird, spirit, so it has flying. You pay 5 and 2 black, so you pay 7 basically, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. That's quite expensive, I don't know if that's gonna be very good at all. Anyway, so what does Soren do? Soren costs 4 and 2 black, he comes in with 4 loyalty, uh, his plus 1 ability... Sworn Vampire Lord. I don't think I specified my bad. Up to one target creature gets plus two power until end of turn. And his minus two is it deals four damage to any target. You gain four life. That will be pretty powerful, I would think. Because that's enough to just take some Planeswalkers out of the game. 
And then his minus eight is until end of turn, each vampire you control gains tap, gain control of target creature. Which I don't think will be very good because his multiplayer format, there's going to be like three creatures to every one that he's got. And they just has to tap a creature to get rid of it. And it doesn't really help him win, it just sets up for the win. And that's kind of not the point of an ultimate if you ask me. So I don't think there's a lot to be scared of there except for the Vampire Lord, which only works with Soren. Uh, the Lord of Innistrad, who creates all the 1-1 one, one vampires as his plus one ability. Okay. So here we have Chandra's Flame Fury. She's a scary one, but I'll just start going through them one at a time, you know. Okay, so Scorch Spitter. For one red, we get a 1-1 one, one Elemental Lizard. When it attacks, it deals one damage to... The player or planeswalker is attacking, and that makes it a really good little attacker, I think, because it can deal damage to the planeswalker without actually having to deal damage to the planeswalker. So, watch out for that man. It's gonna burn you, or you're you're in red. You can use it to burn people. I think Scorch Spitter is really good. It's only a common two, and right now it says that it's at forty-eight cents on uh, MTG Goldfish and paper. Okay, Amber Holler, red, red for a 2-2 goblin. You pay one sacrifice. Amber Holler deals two damage to target creature or player. Uh, I don't think that's very good. It's only a bear for full red. You pay one, get rid of it. Deals two damage. Think of it like pay two red and one, deal two damage to target creature or player. That ain't so good. I guess it has some, like, flexibility because it's a creature and then can shift into that. Or if somebody tries to get rid of it, then last second you can be like, nope, I'll pay one, sack it, deal two damage. So I think that makes it powered up a little bit more. Okay, Pack Mastiff. One and a red for a one power. I mean, one and a red for a two power, two toughness hound. Uh, pay one and a red. Each creature you control named Pack Mastiff gets plus one until end of turn. So it shares fire breathing among its whole pack, but you can only allowed to have one in your Oathbreaker deck, so that's no good. It's half as good as Fire Breathing. And then Chandra's Spitfire. Two and a red for a one power, three toughness, flying elemental. Whenever an opponent is dealt non-combat damage, Chandra's Spitfire gets three power until end of turn. And that is going to be pretty scary because this guy comes out in the mid-game and then suddenly it's like smack seven damage to the face. If you can't block it, and its toughness is three, so it's going to be a little bit harder to take this out. So watch out for Chandra's Spitfire. And then there's nice as Wildfire Elemental, two and a red, and a red for three power, three toughness elemental. Whenever an opponent is dealt non-combat damage creatures, you control get plus one power until end of turn. So like the same thing for Chandra's Spitfire, except it gives everybody plus one power. And... I can see that as being very dangerous, especially if people are going with a bunch of tokens, a bunch of little goblin tokens, or they have like a young pyromancer creating all the tiny little elementals, and this is going to be absolutely lethal. So watch out for wildfire elemental. Okay, pyroclastic elemental. They like elementals, don't they? <laughs> okay, so he's three and two red, so converted mana cost of five... He has 5 power, 4 toughness, 
You pay one a red and a red, it deals one damage to target player. So that's pretty freaking lame and absolutely expensive. Nobody's going to play Pyro Classic Elemental. How lame is that? Okay, Shivan Dragon. He's in here. Four and two red, four, five, five flying dragon. And with the fire breathing ability, you pay a red, he gets plus one power until end of turn. You know, eh, it's pretty expensive. I don't think people are going to do this. Of course, there's like Baby Dragon. It's one and a red for a zero power, one toughness dragon with fire breathing ability. That's going to be way stronger than Shivan Dragon. Anyway. Dracuseth, Maw of Flames, this legendary creature dragon. Seven power, seven toughness. He has a converted mana cost of seven, four, red, 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 flying. Whenever Dracuseth, Maw of Flames, attacks, it deals four damage to any target and three damage to up to two other targets. This guy, if he gets out, will just take out everybody's everything man this guy's a bomb they're gonna try to get rid of him on the spot i don't think he necessarily will help you win but he'll definitely be a huge corkscrew in the road of victory for all of your opponents say it says when he attacks not when he deals combat damage so seven damage is flying through the air then suddenly one planeswalker Four damage. The other two planeswalkers. Three damage. That's absolutely lethal. I told you Chandra Flames Fury deck was gonna have a lot of scary things in it. But even worse, Chandra Flames Fury. Four red red. She comes in with four loyalty counters. Her plus one deals two damage to any target, which means your turn. Goodbye, so and so. Goodbye, you. You get set back a turn. Now you get set back a turn. Two damage. Oh man, I. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, it's probably better than, I mean, I mean, it's probably not as good as I say it in, it is, oh man, I'm stuttering now, my bad. Okay, so, her minus two is Chandra Flame Fury, deals four damage to target creature, and two damage to that creature's controller, which is pretty lame, but I guess it does do twice as much damage as the first ability would and then the minus eight is it deals 10 damage to target player and each creature that player controls so it destroys one person from the game which isn't very good in breaker anyway so the plus one ability is all that you would walk out for but it's not like there's a fuse on it if you do that like some people only minus their planeswalker and that makes it kind of a fuse yeah, she's much stronger. Okay, so Infuriate for one red is an instant. Target creature gets plus three power, plus two toughness, until end of turn. Oh, I can see this be very interesting. Say that you attack with a bunch of little 1-1 one, one goblin tokens. One of them gets through. You pay a red and suddenly four or five damage. Goodbye, my opponent's, your opponent's planeswalker. So there's an example of how spooky it can be okay and then shock for one red it deals two damage to target creature or player so you can get out a, you can get rid of a little creature or you can deal two damage to the planeswalker oh chandra's flame fury her plus one is a shock <laughs> and then chandra's outrage two red red deals four damage to target creature and two damage to that creature's controller hey that's her minus two ability and then chandra's 
Flame Wave 3, Red Red for a sorcery. It deals 2 damage to target player and each creature that player's control. Search your library for Chandra, blah blah blah, you know how it do. Uh, it's like a one-sided board wipe. Gets rid of one person's token army for 5 mana. That's kind of a lot. But I guess it could help you because then you would only have to target one of the other two people with Chandra's other abilities once she's out. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, on to Vivian, Nature's Avengers. Oh, I, you're almost done with me, aren't you? Anyway, Barkhide Troll. Green, green for a two power, two toughness troll and enters a battlefield. It enters a battlefield with a plus one, plus one cat on it. You can pay one, remove the counter, and give it hexproof until end of turn. I don't think this is powerful enough. And I don't think the hexproof matters enough. Uh, Greenwood Sentinel, 1, and a green for a 2-2 two -two with Vigilance. Blah, it's not very powerful. But I guess it would make a decent chump blocker and just a random attacker. Might die pretty easy. Vivian's Crocodile. Ooh, it's a crocodile spirit. This is cool. 2 and a green for a 3-3. Three, three. It gets plus 1, plus 1 as long as you control a Vivian Planeswalker. I think uh, this, maybe this Vivian might not necessarily be the best Vivian Planeswalker. But this guy might go into the other decks. He'd be a 4-4 for four, four, 3 mana when she's out. But I still don't think that's powerful enough. So on to the next one. Gnarl back Reno. 2 and a green. And a green for a poor 4 power, 4 toughness. Rhino with Trample. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Gnarl back, Reno, draw a card. So I don't think that's... Well, Trample gives it a pretty big edge, to be honest. And then uh, you'd, you'd want to pump it anyway to make as much use out of that Trample ability as you can. And when you do that, then you get to draw a card to replace the card to use to make it even stronger. So I think that's really good. I'd... Because it's multiplayer, I don't think it'll be that useful in Oathbreaker. So I don't think you should worry about seeing it. Okay, Etherreal Elk. Three and a green and a green for an Elk Spirit. Wow, lots of spirits. Three power, three toughness. It's got Trample. When it enters the battlefield, you search for Vivian and do the thing. Okay, Silverback Shaman. Three and a green and a green for five power, Four toughness, Trampler. When it dies, draw a card. That is not that good, to be honest. So, Aggressive Mammoth. Three, a green, and a green, and a green. Converted mana cost six. It's an eight, eight. With Trample and other creatures you control have Trample. And I guarantee you this will see play. Because if you're in green and you have other overrun effects that pump up all your creatures, you're going to want them to have Trample to stomp over all the everything. It might see lots of play in Selesnia, to be honest. But this is this aggressive mammoth is really powerful. I mean, this guy can alone take out an entire person's board state. So that's something to really keep your eye out for. And then Wake Root Elemental 4, green, green. Convert man cost of 6 for 5 power, 5 toughness. You can pay green, 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 five green mana, untap target land you control, and it becomes a 5-5 five, five elemental with haste. So I see you could technically do this to all of your lands, technically, if you had five green mana ready about. But I think that just makes it more of your land more vulnerable, turning them into creatures that can die. 
So I don't think that's very good, but I don't, yeah, I don't think Wake Root Elemental will see much play at all in Oathbreaker. Whew. Okay, now we're on to Vivian. <laughs> Nature's Avenger. Four and a green and a green for a three. Three loyalty comes in for plus one. Put three plus one plus one counters on up to one target creature. So one little dude gets plus three plus three permanently. I could see that as being powerful, especially if it's got trample. And then, also, I'm, I don't know if that's, like, dangerous or not, but it potentially could be. It depends on the creature that it's put on, honestly. Like, if it's like, oh, does blah 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 equal to this creature's toughness, then that will be scary and then you'll want to deal with it. But if the, if they don't have a special target and it's just ordinary things, then it'll be pretty lame. And won't have to watch out for that first ability. So, her second ability, minus one. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card. Put it into your hand, the rest on the bottom of your library anymore. Okay, so minus her, draw a card. Except the card has to be a creature. Okay, I mean, it's kind of lame. <laughs> but, you know, it does the thing. So, I don't think it's anything to worry about. And then the minus, the ultimate is minus six target creature gets plus 10 plus 10 and trample until end of turn that only gives that's only gonna give it to one creature so it's like oh that's it what if what if they get rid of it before the combat and then it's like you just ultimated vivian and nothing good had came out of it so i think it's a really garbage ultimate so her plus one is her strongest ability okay now on to the spells in vivian nature's avenger deck might of the masses one green for an instant target creature gets plus one plus one until end of turn for each creature you control now this sir this will be very scary because people are gonna play lots of creatures lots of tokens on the board to protect their walker and you're gonna do that to protect yourself so if somebody does it it'll usually be like plus plus four plus four plus six plus six around that area is what it usually would be at uh so for one mana that is super scary so you're definitely going to want to watch out for might of the masses and then next is growth cycle one in a green for an instant target creature gets plus three plus three until end of turn it gets an additional plus two plus two for each card named growth cycle in your graveyard but because you know you're only allowed a singleton, so it's two mana to get three, three. That's not good enough. Might of the Masses is costs half as much and might do twice as much to help you. There, variable of four. Okay, Rabid Bite, one in a green, four sorcery. Target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. I think that's kind of lame because it only removes creatures and it can't touch planeswalkers for two mana. Yeah, and then Titanic Growth, one and a green target creature gets plus four, plus four until enough turn. That's an instant. I don't think that's going to see too much. Eh, maybe if... Yeah, no, that's only... <laughs> Unless it has something, like, a special to put it on, because power and toughness, whatnot. Season of Growth is one and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield and you control, scry one. That's kind of garbage <laughs> all right so that i think that's everything okay nicobolus that 
<laughs> Thank you for whatever. I hope you're having fun in the, the meditation plane. We're over here just... I, I'm not going to say powwow because we're all working on protecting you, getting you back. But, you know, we're we're all happy with everything the way it is. I know everything is miserable for you. You have our... What do I say? Um... Have a good day, Nicol Bolas. Send us a postcard. Bye. <laughs>